welcome in to No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Joe Zolo. Joining me, as always, Joshua Hudson, Ryan Weiss. Gentlemen, how are we? You literally made me think I had my name spelled wrong because you said it weird there. Weiss? <laughs> Weiss. We- I was like, yeah, oh, we shit, extra letters down here? Yeah, this you, Ryan Weiss. I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for asking. Oh, my goodness. Great? That's a That's... That's a bold statement. I'm always doing good. I, that's that's get good. My, get to spend my Wednesday night with you knuckleheads. It's always oh. a good day. Oh, my God. That's there so nice. Go. Josh, how are you? Oh, uh, a weekend on my new job. So Heck, yeah. yeah. Uh, for those that don't okay, know. Corporate America. Yeah, for those that don't know, Ryan and I now have free hotel rooms at uh, Hill <laughs> Properties across the country. Cheap hotel rooms. Get it right. Cheap. Hotel rooms across the country at all. I had that properties. already, but that's just because I spend Marlia's money. So there you go. <laughs> hey, that works. Elixirs is here. But I would like to say really quick. Oh, okay. Shout out, and I know she's not watching, but happy birthday to my mom. Today is her 67th birthday. Woo! Oh my goodness! Happy birthday, Woo! mom! You need to be a more dedicated fan to your son's podcast. Yeah, no wonder that's you're not. Another doing... conversation for off air. Yeah, <laughs> do, uh... No wonder you're not doing well in your fantasy leagues, mom. You need to be watching. Yeah. Uh, what a. <laughs> Um, it's not Feliz Navidad. How do you say happy birthday? It's Feliz, Feliz cumpleaños. Feliz cumpleaños. I was like, I knew Feliz is in there. Um, and, uh, Elixir's checking. He picked up DeAndre Swift off waivers this week. Boom. Let's go. <laughs> uh, congratulations on a win. I think. I, wow. People are incredible. Yeah. And he also tossed in the happy birthday to Josh's mom. Happy Elixir, birthday, Josh's so mom. People. That's what she will forever be referred to now as Josh's mother. No, no first Josh name. Was Josh was. was mother. No yeah. first name, no last name, no middle. Just Joshua's mom. All right. Uh, news and notes that we typed up three minutes ago. Everyone has COVID. So. That's what you get. <laughs> so that's. I, we, we don't know. I can't keep up anymore. I really <laughs> no, can't. The most important I, thing. I, I get so many freaking alerts. Yeah. Like Wednesdays. Because like all the injury stuff as people start coming back to practice. I'm like. COVID. I, I, I'm over it. There's four weeks left in the season. You know who's hurt. You know who's yeah, playing. Who's for tomorrow playing. night, um, Dalvin Cook is listed as questionable, questionable. Did practice a little bit today, and Adam Thielen is out. So just keep those things in mind. And then the most important one that just happened today, if anyone missed it, Mike Williams popped on the COVID list too. So now that's Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Are they both vaxxed or? Uh, Mike Williams is not. Yeah. I was okay. Say, so Mike Allen, Williams, been saying, here's the thing. They're saying that. Right now, they're reporting he's a close contact. Okay, I missed that. See, so, so if, if he, he tests, tests negative, if he tests positive, then he's he's done then this he's week, this probably week. next week. But he he does still have a chance to play Sunday uh, if he, he has five straight negative tests. Okay, okay. so he'll just Perfect. have to test negative every day of this week. Correct. Yep. And then Keenan Allen's back, so he just needs two negatives twenty four hours apart. Um, if he has it, odds are he probably won't play this week just due to protocols. Yeah, um, what a matchup for these guys to miss. Week 14, teams are fighting for their playoff lives. Keenan Allen has been a stud this season, and now they get this cupcake, and it's all blowing up in their yeah, face. Who, who are they playing this week? I'm forgetting. Yeah, the Giants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Giants. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be a big Jared Cook week if both of those guys miss. Yep. Might have to adjust my stream of the week list. Yeah. Hey. Jalen Guyton. Yeah. Made a Josh great catch. Palmer too. Josh Palmer. Yeah. Jalen Guyton. Palmer Josh was Palmer. heavily involved two weeks ago, but then almost ignored last week. So, well, 
It's either Guyton or Paul. He had the one pass that should have been a catch that wasn't, and yeah, it was the whole thing. It's either Guyton or Palmer. I mean, they're the third receiver, but if Allen and Mike Williams are out. That's your one and two, which cooks. Guyton goes to one, and Palmer goes to the two. So um, I don't really know who would play the Keenan Allen role there. Jared Cook. He'll Jared, line up in the slot. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's just old and fat, so I don't. He's know still he, can... uh, he plays outside as a receiver in the slot, or literally out wide more than he does in line as a tight end. He's always been more of a receiver <laughs> tight end anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I I feel again I don't watch a crazy amount of Chargers football, but I feel from the game that I watched in person and just from seeing them when they're on red zone or if they're on national TV, Josh Palmer and Jalen Guyton seem to be more of a Mike Williams type role they're just big body possession receivers whereas keenan yep. allen is out of control i was gonna um, say top five wide receiver <laughs> out of control uh yeah he had a fantastic week last week okay let's get into the three up three downs here as always guys throwing your questions uh elixir says he's five and eight in that league he picked up deandre swifton so he probably shouldn't be talking but congratulations you made a good move in week 14 Hopefully it's to hopefully there's other teams in your league fighting for playoffs that are five and eight. And if you win, well, you made a good move. All right, let's start. Uh Josh, Javante Williams, it's you know, everyone can uh everyone cannot explode on Twitter about uh anything. He was the offense from from what uh from what I saw. Yeah, yeah. the RB one on the week. Yeah, he was the offense. Uh Josh of Kyler Murray as well, QB two on the week, and he threw fifteen passes. Electric. That's the Kyler Murray that we remember from 2020. Exactly. Yes. It's that rushing upside. Kyler Murray and Taysom Hill told you the story again this week. <laughs> so. And um, I I mean, the pass to James Conner should not have been a touchdown because that was an absolute piss poor throw out of Kyler. And then James Conner just bails him out. Beast. That was a great, that was a good catch. That was a great catch. OBJ-esque. <laughs> I mean. No. But I mean. It was nice though. Yeah. For a big for a big running back, it was great. No, it was a fantastic catch for a guy who also, I mean, he can pass catch, but he he's not known for like no. being the pass catching back. And then Josh Deontay Johnson, because duh, duh, um, the only thing that can make Ben Roethlisberger look relevant at this point in his career, number eighteen, Deontay Johnson, um, Ryan, uh, Gardner Minshew, legend, the goat. Oh my I, goodness, is he better than Jalen Hurts? I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. And I meant to do this this week. I like Jalen Hurts. I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. Is Gardner Minshew a better thrower? Yes, but that's not what Jalen Hurts does. But what really like, like how did the Texans not go get Gardner Minshew? (laughs) There's so many teams out there where I'm like, what were you like, even to an extent, Washington. Now maybe they believed in Heineke, but obviously they went to Fitzpatrick route. But like you had a solid team, a playoff team. And you're like, nah, we don't need this guy. Like, it's it's embarrassing for the NFL that Gardner Minshew is a backup in Philadelphia. The Eagles paid less to acquire Gardner Minshew from the Jaguars than the Jets gave to Philly to acquire <laughs> Joe Flacco. I just want to let true? that sink in. That is 1,000% true. We gave up a sixth-round pick to get Gardner Minshew, and we got a fifth round, which could potentially turn into a fourth-round pick, from the Jets for Joe, for Joe Flacco. Flacco. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
I mean, I would say it makes sense that they went and got Flacco because he was there the previous year, but the but again, completely different system. Changed. Yeah, yeah. So then it matters. It's Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas was in Baltimore when they drafted Joe Flacco. Flacco has a relationship with Douglas. That's why Douglas went and got Flacco. And for what it's worth, Flacco actually looked decent in that game against yeah. the Dolphins. Yeah. So, and this is what I told you guys in the group chat. Like right now, Gardner Minshew fits that. Eagles offense better 100%. than Jalen Hurts. Electric. Absolutely yeah. electric. Because all they're really letting Hurts do is run the ball. RPO. And they haven't like, had the time to build – Baltimore built a running-type offense around Lamar Jackson. If the Eagles let him do that, learn correct. to exactly. progress in his throwing. Correct. But the Eagles have built this team, for lack of a better term, and this is not to disparage Jalen Hurts, they've built it around a real quarterback. You have a alpha – wide receiver one you have Rager who could probably be a legitimate slot wide receiver with the right quarterback you have a legit alpha tight end you have a pass catching running back these things don't go with Jalen Hurts's game that's just not how it works so there are no pass catching running backs in Baltimore that's not how they built their offense so correct second up George Kittle nice to see he's still an elite fantasy tight end will it happen with all three of them on the field yeah, it's that's the only monkey question. he has to get off his back at this point. Is he, people he's he shut people up repeatedly this season, but we've still I don't have we seen all three in a single game yet? <laughs> like I don't know that we have. Yeah, uh, we have week on one several occasions week one? actually this year. Have we? I I thought Debo and Ayuk <laughs> were missing time because well, no, Ayuk was dog. No, Debo's played one. every uh, up until this groin injury. He played every game. Every game. So was Ayuk. Okay, it's been Kill that's been missing the time. Yeah. But, I mean, he missed, what, those three weeks, I think, and that was it. Um, Five, five, six, seven, eight, one of those I know was the bye. But, yeah, so, like, they were all in the field weeks one through four. Uh, Nine and ten and 11, I believe, uh, all three were on the field, and Debo's missed the last two weeks. There you go. But, Ayuk uh, with a Ayuk with a big game last week. Shout out Brandon Ayuk for three for fifty five and going four for seventy in both games against the Seattle Seahawks this year. So they just weren't really looking his way. Like it was, yeah, it was all Kittle this week. It was uh, Ryan Chris Godwin more receptions than anyone else had targets. I didn't know that. I just every yeah. time I looked up, Chris Godwin caught a football. Yeah. So. Was I was happy. I had Brady Godwin and Gronkowski on the same team. That'll work. So 230-point win felt really good this week. Um, my three-ups, I had Damian Harris, holy gas pedal, 21.6 miles per hour on that touchdown run. I did not think he was that fast. He flew when he saw that hole. I mean, he had the wind behind him. I would say he? the wind was pushing him. <laughs> No, no, the, no, the wind was against him. He was in the wind, wasn't he? The wind was against him running that way. So the joke doesn't even work, but that was unreal how fast he, like, he bolted. Jordan Poirier did not stand a chance. Uh, T. Higgins, Tavon Campbell is the fantasy cheat code for wide receivers. I will say the the double, kind of double coverage. The double coverage catch that T. Higgins made on the touchdown. So nice. Why don't they just do that more often? Yep. It was perfect. It was beautiful. I I caught on to this last year. (laughs) And it's happening more and more. It was a little bit of Chase Claypool, but it was a lot of T. Higgins last year too. In games where opposing tight ends should be – in the games where C.J. Ozama should pop, 
Higgins has a more likelihood of popping because they play him in that middle of the field, big body tight end area in those type of games. It happened with Claypool last year. It happened with Higgins last year. And this was a game the Chargers can be beat by the tight end. But instead of getting beat by Uzama, it was Higgins just lighting him up. So T Higgins, nasty. That's all you need to know. Uh, and then I'm just going to echo Ryan Gardner Minshew. If you don't like him, get off the planet. I saw someone complaining on Twitter. Do you hate fun? Like, yeah, yeah, right. I don't what, what like I went and his after game reaction with his dad. Yeah, that was that's awesome. Loved that it. was great. Absolutely yep. amazing. That was great. This might come love up it. again in my three down. Absolutely love it. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, let's get this first one out of the way because it's actually from Carrington and our favorite Zolo, my father, Dylan or Jones. They both have him on the same team. I'm gonna assume both of these are PPR. Um, Carrington kind of asked basically, will Jones get the full workload or is Dylan going to get the majority? He has them both needs a win this week. Um, Dad, same same exact question. Um, so I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Aaron Jones eats up the Bears, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, career-wise? Yeah, I think career-wise he has a right – it, it's either them or – Minnesota that I'm thinking of that he has a really good reputation against. Um, it might be both. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. Could very it well be, be both. <laughs> it could very well be both. Um, but uh, I, I don't. Definitely I don't know. Bears. Like Aaron Jones hasn't played in two weeks, right? Like you have to think he's good to go. No, he played in twelve. They just fed Dylan in twelve. Uh, Dylan saw twenty five touches to Jones's twelve. And they had a buy last week, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Before. That's why yeah. I think it's it leans back towards Jones Aaron this Jones. week. He's had times to rest up. They've had time to implement game plans. Like it's not like a rush thing where you didn't know if you were going to have Jones and then you're going to lean on Dylan. Um, what I think we might end up seeing, and this is going to be an interesting analogy, is we might end up seeing a Zeke Pollard situation, but Jones in the Pollard role. And I think that works out well for him because it was so crazy to see two weeks ago that Dylan was targeted five times and Jones was only targeted once, which clearly just meant Jones or excuse me, Dylan was out there on third down. I think you maybe see that flip at this point. So, yeah, I mean, the last time Green Bay played the Bears, Jones was RB10. I mean, he's, he's, he's had think, yeah, solid he's, games. He hasn't torched him the way that I think you're believing, Joe. Uh, I but I mean, his last two games, he has. I mean, eight catches, 77 yards and a touchdown, uh, 42 and a touchdown. It's and definitely 76. Minnesota you're thinking of, Joe. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely. It's are you are you looking up his Minnesota stats Yeah, right I now? just got to 2019. It's a Bill 16 and a touchdown, a Bill 54 and a touchdown. Yeah. In 2020, 66 and a touchdown. Looks like he only played him once last year. So, yeah, it's it's Minnesota he beats up yeah. on. Yeah, it's Minnesota he destroys. Okay. And he also smokes the Lions, but who doesn't? The Vikings. Well, now I have to keep working backwards. I think Aaron Jones may have scored a touchdown. Nope. Oh, he scored a touchdown against Minnesota in every game except his rookie year. So since his rookie year, he scored a touchdown against Minnesota in every game. (laughs) Oh, so Aaron Jones against the Vikings is a lock then. Perfect. Back to Elixir's locking in Godwin and Higgins. He needs one to start. Cooks, Gallup, Odell Beckham Jr., Jerry Judy. Who are we feeling of these one peoples? Judy is home against Detroit. Odell in Arizona on Monday Night Football. Gallup is in Washington. And Houston, I believe, plays the Titans. Am I wrong on that? No, they play Seattle. Seattle. Play Seattle, sorry. 
At home against Seattle, though, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I kind of want to lean Cooks with the QB change to Mills. I like that as well because Davis Mills is just better than Terod Taylor. Yeah. I don't know Taylor's why. look like dog shit the Doggo. past few weeks. Doggy yeah. doo-doo. Uh, I don't like Gallup's matchup. I I don't know why. I just feel Washington. Washington's defense has been better, but they're yeah, likely going to be down good. not one but two. Their top two pass rushers because Sweat came down with COVID as well. And he was supposed to come back this week from his fractured jaw. I just I know they have a deep line. It may not matter. They're still going to be able to get pressure. And I know their defense has played better the last four weeks. But it just feels like a trap game for Dallas. And I don't know why. I don't know why I feel that way. But I just I feel Dallas lays an egg. Um, Yeah. Odell, obviously not a very favorable matchup going into Arizona on Monday night. We already saw earlier in the season that the Rams could not keep up with the Cardinals and see that that was what I was going to bring up is if that became the foot race, you would want Odell. But if you don't believe that's going to be the case, you stick with Brandon cooks. So yeah, no, no, yeah, Jerry, I Judy I love here. here too. Um, I, I just don't Detroit. trust that offense. I, I like Judy. I mean, if they're yeah. smart, just give Javante the Williams the football, the whole goddamn game. Javante, the Williams, yeah. the football. Yeah. Give Javante, the Williams, the football. That sounds like an old person talking about the Twitter and the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I'd, I'd probably go Cooks with the quarterback change to Davis Mills. You feel pretty comfy there. I'd I also think like... with ten days off that Cooper is going to be back up to speed and he'll be the wide receiver one for Dallas. And I think and that's, say, that's what I was looking for too. Yeah, I feel is... like your safest floor though is Judy, just because the matchup is the best. Such a cupcake. Um, but. Yeah, I would I would go Brandon Cooks in this. Uh, all right, that is all we have there. Now we get into the fun stuff, the three downs. Uh, I have five because I have two honorable mentions this week. We'll get to those last. Um, Josh, you said Zach Wilson. It's great you're QB6, but now I get to hear Joe gloat for something he told us he'd be wrong about. I definitely did say I would be wrong about that. You did. And then he threw his first two touchdowns, and I texted both of you saying, Zach Wilson, QB1, eyes? I... Fuck my, you, my, Joe. Just fuck you. <laughs> the only reason I put him there is I'm like, well, Philly got boned in this stadium less than a week ago. Yeah. I mean, why not, Zach Wilson? Um, who throws two touchdowns to first? Elijah Moore on the slant route. That was that was actually was a really good pass. Um, I don't know what after the first two drives, it seemed like he just kind of cooled down. So, but shout out to the first two drives, Zach Wilson. Also, yeah, shout out. Needed. He was QB eight, I think, on the week. Six. Six. Uh, unless you yeah, yeah, I literally wrote it. Six. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm so confused. I'm like, Josh wrote this. He wrote that. <laughs> um Josh, your second now, Miles Gaskin. Thought we'd broken the up and downness of your fantasy scoring, you uh fucker. <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm they played New York, right? Like that seemed yeah, like it was a, a good, good matchup, matchup too. Yeah. Get okay. Devontae Parker back and they said ah. We don't need to run the ball anymore, apparently. The damn Dolphins. And Jamar Chase, you say one less yard and you get a win on the downside, but no, you end up in a three-way tie for 35, and you get an L. You say, yes, yes you're bitter. bitter. Josh, that's just a life for you. I get, I am right on a Zach Wilson call that I said don't start, and then you're yeah. wrong on a Jamar Chase call by 
uh, technicality. Yeah, on so. a game that is not a good game. Five for fifty-two for Chase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not a good game. So. Yeah, no, that is a. Uh... I mean, most people would call that a win, but like you know, we by have our, rules. By our and rules. I'll stick to it. You know, so. rules every time. But but here's the thing, that that's like. Like that's a good week for a wide receiver three, though. Like yeah, exactly. It's a terrible. He's the guy that everybody's ranking in the top fifteen. Yeah, it's a terrible week for Jamar Chase. I say technically he was a wide receiver three this week. (laughs) Yeah. For the Ryan, your first down is to people who say it's just the Jets. You say the Jets have lost five hundred twenty-three games in their history. That means roughly five hundred people have done this ever. I assume you're talking about Gardner Minshew. People video. were hating on the Gardner Minshew celebration video saying he was too jacked up for just beating the Jets and eat shit. I mean, literally, this guy is... last couple of years, what he's been through, like, fuck that, man. Yeah, ask, I, ask, that ask Joe Burrow about just beating the Jets. <laughs> I, I, I would... I, I would be one that says it's just the Jets, but let the let the dude celebrate. Like yep. he's I I can understand getting mad that someone else is happy. It's literally like you are a bitter person and find something better in your life. So yeah, you want to say it's just the Lions? Now maybe I can guarantee no. you something there. Um, no, yeah, no. It's he also now, if Tom he, Brady was that hyped after beating a one win or two win Jets team, it would seem a little weird. This is a backup quarterback starting his first game of the year. Didn't know where his job was going. Like this dude has been through some shit and it's his dad. <laughs> Come on. Real. real uh, Your dad needs to gas you up like that. Oh yeah. Real question here. If, uh, if he was still the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, are they two and 10 right now? I'd have to go and review this. Probably. See, I think he, I think they would be better. Um, I'm not saying be he's better a better well. quarterback than Lawrence. I I'm saying at this point in their game, he's a better leader than Lawrence. But let's be clear, Lawrence is not the full or even 10 percent of the problem. Urban fucking fire. What was, what was Minshew's record last year as the starter of the Jaguars? Eight? No, I don't know. <laughs> he won one game. He won yeah, the first game. That, that's what so, I'm saying. Like. I mean, I'm really not that convinced that he would be that much better for them. That's just not a good team. Right now, the Eagles have better talent around him, which obviously helps any quarterback. I think they beat Houston in week one. Probably. Just just off his leadership. Uh, Denver at home, that was only a 10-point loss. He could have snuck that one out. Uh, The game in Cincy could have won. They only lost by three. Um, they never beat Tennessee, so that doesn't matter. He would have beaten the Dolphins like Lawrence beat the Dolphins. In Seattle, that's not a win. I still don't understand how the Bills lost to the freaking Jaguars 9-6. to six. That was, <laughs> that God, was that the craziest team, game That ever. team's a joke. Um, they would 1,000% have beaten Atlanta if he was the quarterback. No doubt they beat Atlanta. That team sucks. Yeah. So, I would say, I mean, is it a drastic change? No. No. Are they still in last place? Yes. Probably. Um, Could you imagine if Gardner Minshew was on the team when the Urban Meyer grinding scandal came out, though? He would have had so much fun with that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. <laughs> Speaking of Urban Meyer, Ryan, you're second down. Um, Urban Meyer, you're very mad that he benched James Robinson. I'm not even mad that he benched James Robinson. The audacity. I understand he put the ball on the ground. This is the only player on your team worth a damn. Like, there are times to make an example of somebody. This wasn't it. Like you have got to stop. I don't know what 
to me, it was a power move and it was a shitty power move. It just, he's awful. One, well, he, one, he's, one and done. He's been, uh, he's been trying to throw for a college job, you know, just be terrible at his NFL yeah. job and go for a college job. He, it's like he's playing chicken with Shad Khan. It's it like, is. I'm not going to quit. You're going to have to fire me. And Shad's like, well, I'm not going to fire you. Then I have to pay you. So you quit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shad should make his life an absolute living hell if I was. I mean, he's in Jacksonville. He's already halfway there. But, oh, yeah, tough. Uh, and Ryan, you said the Denver wide receivers, eight catches, 108 yards against Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that's their total. All of them. All four. I included whoever the fourth guy was who caught one ball. But <laughs> these wide receivers, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, who we try to pick the right one to hype up, they were all right wrong one. this yeah. week. <laughs> wasn't even a right one this week. Um, all right, my three downs. Sean McDermott. He seems level-headed against every other organization except the Patriots. Loses his shit every there, time. <laughs> there could be a a minor minor holding penalty that the referees miss and you would have thought that it was the pass interference no call against the saints you could have thought it would be the first quarter second play you would have thought it it, it delivered and chose the entire game he is a dog shit head coach i don't care what anyone says he is a terrible head coach and he cannot stop bitching at the refs against the Patriots. Every game, go back and look. He can't stop bitching at the refs whenever he plays the Patriots. Dog shit head coach. So who's worse, show him or Mike Tomlin? Oh, Mike Tomlin, that's not even close. <laughs> Mike Tomlin, it's not even close. I mean, Mike Tomlin physically tripped a player in a game. That's so how you, bad of a head coach he is. So he put that kind of effort in, and you're still mad at him about yes, it. Yes, because his game plan was, oh, I'm going to trip a player because I didn't put together a good enough game plan. Also, just fire Ben Roethlisberger. Why are you continually bringing him back? Oh, terrible. The Chiefs, they still suck, everybody. They still suck. Mahomes had no passing touchdowns in one pick. Again, in two straight weeks where the Chiefs should lose. In two straight weeks where the Chiefs should lose. The opposing offenses, goose eggs. They I mean, lay they, eggs. They find a way to win. They don't I, find I mean, a way to win. That's kind of a mark of a good team. No, that is not the mark of a good team. That is not the mark. Finding There's... a way to win games you should lose, that is the mark of a good team, Joe. Patrick Mahomes was Literally. once again not a startable fantasy quarterback. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Once again, not a startable fan. Remember when someone said, oh, should we worry about Mahomes this week? And we say, no, three touchdowns is in his future. He's, he's you know, he's 7-0 and against the Broncos. God, I'm not even him. so he's mad. He's 8-0 now. So. He's 8-0 now <laughs> yeah. after the dog shit performance. I'm not even so mad about the lack of touchdowns. Stop turning the ball over, man. Like, I play in my home league penalizes turnovers like crazy this dude is killing me he won me a championship last year he is working on knocking me out of the playoffs this year he's bad i'm t he's oh, tough uh my third of five because i have two honorable mentions zeke <laughs> tony pollard is better than you face it he should I mean, be the rb1 juice, but pollard, tony I, pollard I is guarantee you pollard younger and healthier the same type of work with 25 yeah. touches uh, i'm sorry not happening. Tony Pollard's better. Close. Tony Pollard's better. He's not. He's is, younger, is Ezekiel faster, Elliott, and healthier. Zeke right now is hurt. 
Like yeah. it, that's pretty uh, obvious. You you could put him fully healthy. Still looks like he's walking around with shit in his pants every time he runs. I and he's Pollard's still better. Touchdowns. Can we go back and see how many touchdowns he scored this season? Because there's been three all season. Um, he's had two he games two weeks ago. He's had two ago. games over seventy yards rushing, and that was week three and four. I'm I'm just saying he has eight touchdowns first and foremost. Yep. But the we we got into this whole fight last year, Joe, where Zeke you don't like players for certain yards. He's only had two games over 70 yards. He's the eighth highest rusher in the NFL. Like, not everybody is Jonathan Taylor. He is doing better than he should be 90% Taylor. of the running backs. I mean, first off, he has four games over 70 yards rushing for starters. Oh, sorry. My apologies. I mean, he hasn't had one since week five. Yeah. That's so because he's hurt. <laughs> okay. So Tony Pollard can stay healthy. Zeke okay. can't. How about I'll that? Give you, I'll give you a How little about bit that? of that. Okay, fantastic. Zeke still sucks and Tony Pollard's better. We're going to go with that. Speaking of people that truly suck, why is Cameron Dantzler still on an NFL contract? This I won't argue with you. I don't understand. Yeah. So for those that don't know, right? The and Detroit, it's sad. I really liked him coming out of college too, but whew, did, he where he not. he played he played at UCF, right? Was no, he a UCF I, guy? I think Dantzler was from South Carolina. Give me a sec. Let me verify that. Okay, I I just know I know the um. I know the Vikings drafted a guy to UCF. Forget who it is. Oh, that's Mike Hughes. He's Mike on, Hughes. Uh, Thank you, Mike yeah. Hughes. Yep. Um, the answer is from Mississippi State. That's where okay. It so for those that have never played a down of football in your life, there's a very basic rule. When you're playing in the red zone or you're playing coverage to where you don't want someone to score and they're 20 yards away from the end zone, you traditionally play about, hmm, I don't know, on the end zone line. <laughs> Cameron Dantzler had the bright fucking idea to play five yards deep in the end zone. Oh, no, guys, that's half of the end zone. If you, if you were mistaken, right? What's easier for a quarterback to do? Let's just, let's, let's ask the, let's ask the peanut gallery. What's easier for a quarterback to do? Throw a fucking bullet into someone's <laughs> chest at the end zone line or float it over a defensive back. Can we, can please fit? At what is Jeopardy? Someone answer. I don't care. What's easier? Well, I think Jared Goff showed us, didn't he? <laughs> the blind Jared Goff, who I shit you not, every ball looked like a skeet disc being thrown, was atrocious. <laughs> like, he's terrible. And you let that dumbass throw a game winning touchdown. Now, Amon Ross St. Brown had a great game, and that was a perfect route run by Amon Ross St. Brown. Because I guarantee you, Lisa, oh my God, they're playing off coverage with zero seconds on the clock in the end zone? Let me sit on the goal line. That's so stupid. I'm pretty sure everyone else was on the end zone line. And Cameron Here's Dance a was fun question deep. for you, Joe. Are you more <laughs> shocked that Jared Goff, A, completed the pass, or actually saw that Dancer left him wide open? Yeah, saw that, that Dancer part. left him wide yeah. open, because that is the first thing you have to see. That's the first thing you have to see. Jared and that's what Goff, he's not been seeing. Yes. <laughs> Jared Goff has, he actually, he made a, I hate to say this, he made a great throw to TJ Hawkinson down yeah, the seam. That, that was, a, he made, he made one good throw all game and that was it. The one to Monroe St. Brown is a, is a 15 yard stop route. That's a, yeah. that is a traditional, like, hey, 
can you throw the football around? Cupcake as it gets, as long <laughs> as you find it. So. And especially if Cameron Dantzler is five yards deep in the end zone. Yeah. Oh, and the safety was like eight yards deep in the end zone. So I don't really know if the defense called for that, but I'm pretty sure the other half of the field was on the end zone line. Cameron Dance was a moron. Speaking of morons, that also wears a purple jersey. What are you doing going for two, John Harbaugh? What are you doing? Trying to win a game. Uh, great. Great. Okay. Fantastic. Right. Trying to win a game. Um, last time I checked, if you kick a field goal, you can go into overtime and you are the superior defense and the superior offense. So why do you not trust that? Oh, and if you're worried about Deontay Johnson beating you, um, double team him that, you know, it's a fun thought, right? Double team him. Ben Roethlisberger can't move. So blitz six the entire time. I don't know what you want from me. Don't go for two. That's a dumb move. That's a dumb move. Disagree wholeheartedly. Okay, yeah. fantastic. You are now what fourth in the AFC after that? When you could have been one after you won that game, they dropped from one to four. <coughs> yeah. Not to mention, made their division way more wide open. Way more yeah, wide open. Definitely did. Like, if if they if they tie that game, they're still a half a. They don't they only lose a half a game instead of a full game. Stupid, dumb, dumb. <laughs> If it works, the narrative's completely different. So, 100% if it works, the narrative's completely different. <laughs> I would still come in here and say, you're a moron for going for two. Um, I I don't get it. I really, I don't get it. Eh, I play for the win, too. I get it. I would not. 100%. Not. I would have. You kick, you in kick that situation, I mean, look, Ben had played a pretty solid game up until that point. Kick the field goal. So, I don't, I really don't get it. Like, I, I would go for the two, go for the win, because if you lose that coin toss, there's every chance that Big Ben's just going to drive that team right down the field, and you don't even get a chance. And there's also every chance that he pulls a Big Ben and turns the ball over like he did in a 41-7 to loss against the fucking Bengals. So, again, I will bet my chances that— Considering that... how much Lamar Jackson has turned the ball over the last four games versus Big yep. Ben— I think betting that your quarterback would turn it over versus the opposing quarterback is the smarter bet. And, and we talked about this before the show. Going for the win there. I say we also talked also talked about this before the show. If you lose the coin toss, you're also betting on stopping Deontay Johnson for the first time in the game. Yeah, so. D- double team him. I don't I don't get why NFL teams are so hesitant to double team a receiver. It, it's it's very simple. It works on Tyree Kill. Everyone says he's he's the best burner in the NFL. You double cover Tyree Kill, you can double cover anybody. So. If you double cover someone, you take away their best option. Make Roethlisberger look elsewhere. I'm sorry, Chase Claypool is a straight route runner. He can sometimes. I'd say you're not wrong about that. Yeah, interesting to me that that has not like we're not seeing repeated double teams. But I also wonder if Najee Harris has a lot to do with that, where they have to load the box up a little bit. So, I, 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 I get that, but Pittsburgh's offensive line is just so bad. You don't need to do that. Like, you need to load the box on Derrick Henry because their offensive line is really good, and it's Derrick Henry, but that which leaves A.J. Brown in one-on-one coverage. But the Steelers' offensive line is bottom five in the NFL, I'd venture to say, statistically. Personally, I think they're bottom five. I can't tell you the sticks. To, to, ugh, holy shit. Yeah, I wonder how bad their line is versus how bad Ben is. Like, that, that, there's got to be some correlation <laughs> between those two things. Too. Ben's bad, but, but just their rushing statistics. We know Najee Harris is a good running back. They can't block for him. 
as good of a running back as you can be, Najee hey. Harris can't break three tackles very, of 300 pound defensive linemen. You can't he's do He's having that. a Leonard Fournette esque rookie year where they're running him a ton and he's just running into brick walls, but he's getting it done a little bit. 3.6 yards per carry. Yeah. But he, I mean, if he runs behind a good offensive line, I mean, just watching him play. Yeah. You would expect a lot more out of him. He seemed, he looks like those four and a half to five yard per carry guys. So he does. It's just his whole line is terrible and they can't block for him from Michael. Tannehill or Big Ben? I feel like every every week, every week. No, Michael. it used to be Tannehill or Cousins, didn't it? I don't know. I feel I like know. it was Tannehill or Cousins. But it's definitely been Tannehill every week. It's been Tannehill. Yeah, he asked me this question, and I said, I personally would lean Tannehill, but feel free to ask it on the show because I feel like this week we might actually get a few the, different answers. They have Jacksonville, correct? Yes. Tannehill does, yeah. At home, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got, I think you have to go Tannehill there. Plus – it's it's Ben and his broken arm on a short week. I have Tannehill as my QB 12. I think I also have him as my downside just because I fully expect him. I might have changed it. I don't remember, but I fully expect him to blow up in my face. But you Stafford is your downside. Okay, I did change it then. Okay, but Tannehill was originally my downside. But against Ben, <laughs> the downside is the same. So I'll take Tannehill. Yeah, I just... If it was a full week, maybe you convince me against that terrible Minnesota defense. I but will say, what um, what Titans receivers are actually healthy at this point? Nick Westbrook, Westbrook Akeen, Chester uh, Rogers. Julio Jones is cleared to come off of IR. It'll be how he practices this week. Okay. But Marcus I, Johnson's still on IR. Obviously, AJB went to IR. Westbrook um, Akeen hasn't looked bad. And again, it's going against the Jaguars. Like... He's literally playing a collegiate defense, and he obviously came out of college for a reason. I mean, so. I understand that, but without any like real experienced wide receivers, I that get that, and that's why I was going to make Tannehill my downside. Yep, and but, and that would that would be the only reason why I would lean Big Ben because he has Deontay Johnson, he has Chase Claypool, and we saw. I mean, look what Minnesota did to freaking Detroit last week. Nothing like yeah. they had a field day, so. You know, that would be the only reason why I would lean Big Ben. But literally for that reason, it's a short week. It's Thursday just because I think it's going to go well probably means it's going to backfire. So Tannehill to me is just the safer play at that point. Is, for, for the Thursday shenanigans, could there be two worse teams? Like this oh, game, no. this could oh, end bad. up being five to three and just the worst night of all of our lives. So. Or it could be 42 to 39. Yeah. I hope it's 42 to 39, but I hope TJ Watt has two pick sixes. Just because I want to see what that score will look like on IG. Or, or seven sacks. That'd be great. Yeah. So just for against the Jets. So I would say an on-par defense with the Jaguars. He did look at Chester Rogers six times. Yeah, Rogers is stepped He up. was five for 63. So he did look Rogers. <laughs> that was in week four. So Westbrook Akeen wasn't really in the offense that much at that point. So... I want to throw out, Josh, uh, it's someone you and I had talked about a little bit in the preseason. Des Fitzpatrick is back on roster now after just a turbulent preseason where he was released. Um, I think he was a fourth-round pick. Uh, He was. Yeah, so released. Not a bad young wide receiver, and he's someone – he caught a touchdown last week or two weeks ago. So um, he's someone who you could see step up, and it's someone who we would have been excited for if this season had went to script. And now it's interesting to see if if something he can step back up and play better. Okay. Mr. Grapefruit, good to see. He's ten and three with playoffs almost guaranteed. Should 
He had Antonio Brown over Amon Ra St. Brown. It's a PPR. I think we're all going to aggressively say no to this one. I mean, the Buccaneers are talking about cutting this guy. I, I don't understand the fixation, but I'll say the same thing to you, Grapefruit, that I say to everybody else. It's week 16. You're playing to get into the championship. Are you happy starting Antonio Brown as your wide receiver three? <laughs> if not, why stash him? So, yeah, and not- it kind of boils down to who you're, who's already on your roster. Yeah. I mean, you may not even need Antonio Brown. Honestly, I don't know that I would grab either one of these guys. But it's like every time Amonra has a good game, he disappears for exactly. like exactly. So words out of my mouth, Josh. So what I would start doing if you haven't yet, start looking future proof your defenses. Everybody has to start a defense, and you can start nabbing them now. So you know, ten and three, you probably have a buy in week fifteen. So start looking at who your current defense is playing in week sixteen. Look for the available defenses in sixteen, and then play like you're going to be in the championship. Do the same thing for seventeen. This is not the time to waste a roster spot on a fringe wide receiver five. This is the time to win your championship right now. If you truly need this guy, Amonra St. Brown does play the Falcons in week 15. It's interesting. So he plays a shitty defense. He plays the Seahawks. I'm sorry, not in week 15. He plays the Falcons in week 16. So he'll have a buy in week 15. But that's a big week because that's a yeah, big week. Ten and three, you likely have a buy in fifteen. Yes. So he plays the Falcons. So if you really do need this guy, Amonra St. Brown has a very good matchup against the Falcons in week sixteen. Something to just think about and consider. And also it's not the worst matchup against the Seahawks in week seventeen, but it's in Seattle. So I don't like that. Uh, week 15, I mean, you're probably not going to play, but it's the Cardinals, so you're not playing him against the Cardinals. Um, and from Arden T. Kratos over on Twitch, Cam or Taysom? I, I mean, Taysom Hill, it's the Jets, right? <laughs> I, I mean, we, we know the answer to this is not Cam. It's not Cam. Yeah. Yeah. So Taysom Hill, I mean, yeah, it's the Jets. Um yeah, I mean, even if he can't throw, he's going to run all over him. Yep. This, this could very well end up being a 90 yards rushing and three touchdown game. I was going to say, this could be a blessing in disguise for Taysom Hill yeah. because it's going to keep him and put They're just going to run. They're going to run. They're going to trot out the wing army tee. offense. The wing T. <laughs> My dad ran <laughs> that in high school. No, no Ingram this week. He's he's out with COVID. Yeah, Ingram's they, They're supposedly getting Kamara back this week. So, I mean, this is basically going to be the Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara show. They don't need anybody else to beat that Jets defense. My dad ran the wing tee and the wishbone. That's what Taysom Hill's running this week. (laughs) Throwback 80s offenses. Elixir's asking, Titans, Seahawks, Chargers. I assume who are we starting for the defense? Titans. Not Seattle. Titans at home against the Jaguars. I say they all have cupcakes. That's the... Yeah. Seattle is in Houston. Chargers are at home. Against the Giants. I would trust out of all of them, the team that has flashed the most on defense, and that would be Tennessee, plus they're at home, and they tend to manhandle the Jaguars. Um, Chargers defense is atrocious. Do not buy into what they did last week. They're bad. I say defense won last week and going against Jake Fromm in his first start. I was about to say, there's a chance that the Chargers could be facing a third-string quarterback this week. Isn't Uh, Joey Bosa out, though? Like their their sack numbers are just. Gonna say be... again, a third string quarterback. I yeah. I I understand. I'm just saying, if if you're hoping for sacks, like they're they're not going to be there. 
is what I'm saying. They, they don't have Joey Bosa as far as I know. Uh, all I'm going to say is this is Chargers started out as my defense one again um, this week. However, that was pre their own wide receiver issues. And I think that could create a little bit of an issue. That's probably going to bump them down my rankings a little bit. I think that still puts them well ahead. I actually don't mind Seattle this week. I think they made my stream of the week list, but um, I think the chargers are still going to be pretty well ahead of. Yeah. I mean, they're all top 10 for me. I was going to say, this is still a decision you can wait till Saturday for. Yeah. I'm going chargers though. I'll go Titans. I would lean Chargers. Um, yeah, I, I'm just more comfy with the Titans. They have all their starters. They they just they manhandle the the Jaguars. And also, I, I mean, again, we don't, we don't know much about Jake Fromm. I, I mean, compared to Daniel Jones, how much of a freaking downgrade is it? If any, <laughs> is that that's there's no, lies there's no downgrade. Well, at least if Daniel anything, Jones he could be run. better. At least Daniel Jones can run. Jake Fromm can't run. Jake Fromm can't run, but. He can pass. He can pass better than Daniel Jones. Yeah, they're still having wide receiver health issues. As well. That whole team's a mess. Oh, oh, this yeah. should be this should be a smash Saquon week, and should now be. we now we can't depend on that at all. Not that we yep. could have earlier, but so sit Saquon. Yeah, I mean it's about that because that's the kid. Ryan is the kiss of death. Smash starts. Ryan's no, the kiss no, of no. Death. I said should be. I'm I'm way down, like. I did my initial stats out and I always look at, you know, what defensive is allowed and Saquon ended up as my running back five. I was like, fuck no. <laughs> I went right back in and started trying to figure out why I was wrong there. So mm, no, thank you. <clears throat> All right. Upsides. Josh, you were 500 last week. You are basically 500 on the season, 24 and 25 and three. You got Taysom Hill in New York against the jets. Josh Jacobs in Kansas city. Uh, no Kenyon Drake. He's out for the season for those that uh, missed that news. Amari Cooper in Washington and Austin Hooper at home against the Baltimore Ravens. I will say this. <laughs> that choice was going to be David and Joku. And then he also he got, got COVID. COVID. And I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Wow. <laughs> so at the top of the show, when we said everybody caught COVID, folks, we weren't lying. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has COVID. Uh, Ryan, you were three and one last week. You're twenty two and thirty on the season. Yeah, um, your bold picks at tight ends have really killed you on the uh, on the losing side. And, and I'm kind of going there again this week. <laughs> Fantastic. So. Um, you got Ben Roethlisberger in Minnesota. Amir Abdullah at home against the Atlanta Falcons. KJ Osborne at home against Pittsburgh. Again, another Thursday night guy. And Ricky Seals Jones against Dallas. At least Ricky Seals Jones has produced. Yeah, in Logan games. Thomas is out now. You got to keep an eye on Ricky Seals Jones still coming in with that questionable tag. And I don't know that I would full pivot to John Bates here, um, but John Ricky Bates. Seals Jones could be interesting against Dallas. So, um, last week I was three and one. Um, I put a caveat because I feel like putting Tom Brady as an upside quarterback is just is too easy. So I said he has to finish top three. Um, and I'll give you that because I damn near put him as my downside. So yeah, if he's top three, I'll I'll count that. You as put him play. as your downside. I almost did. Ryan, do you know who he's playing? Do you know his record against that team? Great. That doesn't mean statistically he's going to go out there and blow them away. Thirty-two so. and three no, against Tredavious the Bills. White. That that secondary is not the, the same. Thirty-two yeah, and true. three against the Bills all time. They just went allowed twelve passing yards in a game, Joe. Oh yes, yeah. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Josh McDaniels with the game plan of, of the fucking century. 
Hey, all I know is Jonu Smith led them in receiving yards, so call that a win, baby. <laughs> 12 yards. God, 12 yards. Brandon Bolden and Jonu Smith were the two guys that caught passes in that game for the New England Patriots. Uh, we won. That's all that matters. We won. I don't care. We won. Nick Folk is the best kicker alive. That's all I know. Um, yeah, so my caveat is Tom Brady has to finish top three. Uh, I was going to say top five, but again, I felt that was even too easy because he is so damn good against this Buffalo Bills team. I said it last year. I wanted those Super Bowl to be the Bills uh, Bucks just so Brady could dick down the <laughs> Buffalo Bills on national television. For the entire you, world to see. Do you remember you we saying, might have to start doing that next year. Like with these upside downside picks. Like it's okay to pick some of the obvious ones if we have, you just have to call your shot. Caveats. Yeah. Caveat. Like call your shot. This is a true caveat. I like that. I I, I got to pick my guy like against literally the team that he has owned. And one of those losses was 31 to nothing in Brady's like third year in the league. So he scored 14 points in a minute and a half against against the Bills. He owns that team. Best record of any starting quarterback against an opposing team in NFL history, and it's not even close. Um, I have Dontrell Hilliard against the Jaguars. Uh, Gabe Davis in Tampa. For the same reason Buffalo's secondary is banged up, I can't name you a single person on that Bucks secondary that is still healthy currently. So, And Gabe Davis was getting involved in the offense last yeah. week. So my assumption is a lot of attention goes to Stephon Diggs. I think Gabe Davis finally gets more involved. This seems to be the point in the season where Davis is going to start to go off so that fantasy managers can get a huge heart on for him for next season again and he can let him down again. So Good. Maybe I can get some uh, valuable draft capital before. There you go. The- <laughs> yeah. And I have Zach Ertz at home against the uh, Rams. I, I, that's already an L because you spelled Zach wrong. I was going to say the same thing. Is it with a K? Oh, no, it's with know. H. <laughs> there we go. Now my eyes aren't offended. Guys, sorry, my uh, my cousin spells it with a K. So, and also, I didn't care enough to look it up. Uh, it's just Zacherts. No one was gonna see it. I think he's been in the league long enough that you owe him a little bit of respect. To yeah, now respect. He, you know. Put some respect on his name. Yeah, my bad. Respect. Sorry. Dallas is Dallas is a much, e- <laughs> Dallas is a much easier name to spell than than Zach. There's only one spelling of Dallas. Um. Josh, you were one and three last week on the downside. 28, 22, and two on the season. Two and two at least. Fucking yep. Lamar Chase. You got Lamar Jackson in Cleveland taking the real easy route this week with Lamar. Um which I it sounds funny to say, but he really has been bad. He um, has eight interceptions in his last four games. Four of them came against the Browns, correct? Yeah. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Lamar has been playing the game with his TV off. That's no, I, well, and I, and I, and I said this early in the season, like he, he was putting it all on the line so early with all these injuries. He's just wearing down. He has been carrying this team all season long. What, what, and again, I, I, we didn't think it would happen this soon. And obviously it's a lot of just the season wear and tear. Cam Newton just gave out because he took so much. He took yeah. such a huge beating. Yep. And we all said it might happen sooner for Lamar because he is nowhere near the it's physical big. beast yeah. that Cam Newton is. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's the start of him because I don't think it is. But if it is, that's not good because he's what? Four years into the league? 
and three and a, three and a half really is a starter. So if he's wearing down now because his body just can't handle it, and again, the dude is a twig. Like he is, he's a literal twig. So if he can't handle it now, I mean that's scary news. This not game's going to be telling because if he isn't up for this game now, I'm not saying the Browns won't be as well, especially with them coming off of a bye. But if he isn't up for this game after what happened last time and what happened last week, it's it's a red flag. Yeah, I mean a huge the, red flag. The line is decimated. His running back core is top three guys really are down. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just like it's bad. Yeah, it, it, I, he literally has to do it all. I, I didn't even think to say that. I believe his offensive line is actually statistically rated in the bottom five in the NFL. They're they're very and they're bad. not usually that bad. No, no, they've. But I mean, they've this been... is two years in a row now. They've lost Ronnie Stanley in the middle of the season. Well, and I believe two years since they've had Marshall Yonda in the lineup as well. Yep. And Marshall Yonda, if you don't know who Marshall Yonda is, he's probably the best, the best, if not the yeah. second best guard ever to play the game. Yeah. Um, and he was he was on that team for. 15 years felt like freaking 40 yeah. yeah felt like forever um but yeah marshall yonda was was if not the best guard in nfl history he's top three um and they lost him two years ago and that line has just slowly declined since then um you have james robinson in tennessee christian kirk at home against the rams and tyler higby same game in arizona against the cardinals I believe you had him as your downside when he played the Cardinals at home as well, like back in week four or five. So, yeah. Um, Ryan, you were 500 last week, 29, 22, and one. You are still in the lead. Yeah, I mean, I stole the lead. Me and Josh were tied. Oh, yeah. stole the lead. I was going to say, I'm I'm coming up on you. I've been yeah. I've been hot the last couple weeks on the downside, but we'll see this week. Um, you have Matt Stafford in Arizona. Please, God, don't let that be right because I have Matt Stafford. <laughs> In my thousand dollar league, and I would like a first round buy and my hundred fifty dollars back for winning, uh, being in first or second place. Um, Chuba at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you that 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 is a me move right there. That is a me move. <laughs> Everyone's gonna hop on Chuba because it's a bad game. That's a me move right there. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that that's a me saying don't start Brian Hill against the Panthers, and I hope it works out for you. I hope it does. Um, Terry McLaurin at home against Dallas. I hope that doesn't work out for you. I, oh, God. I love seeing Terry McLaurin I was succeed. struggling with a wide receiver downside this week, and I, hey, I'm just I'm betting on Diggs this week. So. If, if, if the Trayvon Diggs that doesn't get toasted exactly. shows up. That's what I was going to say. One play could end this no, very yeah. quickly. Very so. fast. Very fast. But, I mean, he might get toasted by Deami Brown because I think Deami Brown's the speedster on that team. Yeah. But then again – he probably won't line up on Deami Brown exactly. if, if the Cowboys are smart. And you have TJ Hawkinson in Denver. I was also going to put TJ Hawkinson until I saw you put him there. Um, I was 3-1 last week. I'm 25-26-1 on the season. A uh, couple big swings to start. I have Dak Prescott yeah. in Washington. I told, I told these guys for the show, I just feel like it is a trap game for the Cowboys. I don't know why. There's just a feeling that I think it's a trap game for the Cowboys. I think the football team is just coming in with some energy that the Cowboys can't match. And I think, I, I, just, I just think Washington beats them. Uh, and I think Dak Prescott, he might, might have a couple touchdowns, but I think it's combated on top of a few costly turnovers and not a lot of passing yards. So um, it's going to be tight, I think. My Leonard, surprise is your, your running back pick. 
because Buffalo hasn't been able to stop anybody the last and, two weeks. And, I, and I'm going to explain. Um, Fournette against Buffalo. I, I put this there because I really, I truly believe that the Bills' rushing defense is not as bad as we've seen against the Patriots <clears throat> because if a team runs on you 40-plus times... It's going to wear it, out. It, it's going to wear out at some point. And we saw Damian Harris ripped a big one. And I'm sorry, Ramondre Stevenson at 250 pounds, that bowling ball of a human running at you. Yeah, it's rough. It's okay. yeah, he didn't even have four yards of carry. No. I mean, they, they held him. It's just, I mean, 24 rush attempts for him. I was like, like, they, outside of the Harris run, they did what they needed to do, but nobody could do anything. <laughs> so. Exactly. But but there were a few, like, there's a there was a few huge plays, but there was a lot of plays. Ed Oliver was in the backfield. Oh, yeah. Matt Milano in the fourth quarter zipped yeah, right Yeah, when through. they called that where he started running into the guard gap and he knocked three plays in a row in the backfield. Yeah, which I don't understand. You're Sean McDermott. You see they've run the football 28 times. 36 or 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes to call this yeah. out. How do you wait 45 minutes to just run and engage eight? I'm confused. Um, and the game with when against the Colts when Jonathan Taylor torched them, they didn't have Tremaine Edmonds that yeah. game. Yes. Um, which and, that's a huge hole in the middle of their defense. And and here's the thing: you have two of the the Patriots and the Colts. Those are two of the best rushing offenses in the NFL, and two of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Bucks have a great offensive line. I really wouldn't put them as one of the top tier rushing teams in the NFL. And also, <clears throat> if the Bucks come in with the same uh, with the same game plan last week of I'm going to let Tom Brady throw the football 55 times. That's really going to kill Leonard Fournette. Yeah, no, it's not because they throw to him out of the backfield. They, they, they do, but where's his rushing upside won't be there. I'm betting that his rushing upside is dead and that he doesn't catch as many passes as he normally would. But if you're right that Brady beats them in the first 15 minutes, this could end up being a Fournette game if Buffalo can't keep it a game. It's going to be an interesting game. It's clearly the game of the week. I think it is as well, but I, I, I think Buffalo can't keep it a game because – I mean, they were willing to throw in that awful wind. Oh yeah. So in that we it, that secondary is just so bad. So I do think they keep it a game, which is why Brady's going to have to continually throw and throw and throw to keep the Bucks in this game. A wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk, uh, in Cincinnati. This is out of principle because screw Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I believe Josh was big on him last week. Suck it, Josh. Um, uh, he was just outside the top thirty-six. Three for fifty-five. Terrible week. Uh, and then I just I want to give a big shout out to Linda on this pick because she was yeah. what she was on the she was on starts a different day two and a half weeks ago to uh to our our lovely friend Linda. The Cole Comet targets are really coming in handy right now, especially the ones that he drops into defenders' hands. Those are my favorite Cole Comet targets. He's dog shit. Are we really going to continue to bang this motherfucker's drum? Seriously? Cole Komet? I said Jimmy Graham out here just catching touchdowns. <laughs> I Oh, my God. That made that made my day. When Jimmy Graham caught the touchdown and not Cole Komet, that made my day. Wow. God, I'm so happy that Cole Komet is the touchdown threat everyone was expecting him Denver to touch Denver tight ends have four touchdowns this season. Not one has went to Komet. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Mm. They, things you love to see. File that under things you love to see. Cole Komet sucking. Because 
I'm sure. I'm again. I say this all the time. Cole Komet, dude. I'm sure you're a great man. I'm sure you're a nice guy. Do great things in your community. You're just bad at football, and that's okay. It's okay to admit your flaws. Um, Cole Komet, you're bad. To everyone that said Cole Komet was going to be a thing, you're wrong. Um, you might be, you know, two or three years early. Maybe he blooms. Maybe he doesn't. But it's not happening against Green Bay with Justin Fields starting on Sunday Night Football in Lambeau in December. It's not happening. So. Thank you to all that thought Cole Komet was going to be good. Um, your fantasy lives were short-lived this season. We appreciate you and your sacrifices of the uh, 13th and 12th round that you made drafting that idiot. So congratulations. Uh, have I, I said it? it I hope I said that enough? Joe is shitting on 13th round picks. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ryan. They took him as their tight end one. Yeah, but if you take a tight end that late, you're streaming anyway. So. Yeah, but those people stuck with Cole Komet. No, my they point. Did. There is nobody. Who's, what is his roster ship percentage right now? I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Linda had Cole Komet as an upside when we had her on the show. I'm just saying. And then Jimmy Graham caught the touchdown. I'm just saying, Ryan. I, I love Linda. I'm on your side with most of this. He's yeah. rostered in 26% of leagues. That's a lot of leagues, Ryan. That's it's, a lot of leagues for a dude that's tight end, what, 26? It's, it's a few too many. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of leagues, Ryan. <laughs> Like Michael Pruitt has more touchdown catches than him. He didn't have his first double digit game till week nine and has only had two the whole season. So maybe move off of Cole Komet 26% of you. I'm just, I'm just saying, all right, let's get some of these last minute questions. And Lee says he lost his mom this week by a lot. And she started Mac Jones. Lee, I don't even want to answer your question. I just want to say, give up in all honesty. Uh, no, we love Lee Metcalf or Ayuk in a standard, um, I think you have to roll Metcalf against Houston. I mean, even against anybody just in the standard, you probably got to roll DK Metcalf. You have to roll DK Metcalf these days. I don't know what the hell's going on there. I would probably lean Metcalf. I'm interested to see what happens in the San Francisco game because I'm wondering if Debo gets the decoy treatment that Josh brought up with Amari Cooper last week. And this ends up being an IU game. Um, if it's my team, I'm starting DK begrudgingly. Yeah, I think I would go DK this week. Um, since he's secondary is pretty underrated, honestly. They've it is they've played but, fairly well throughout the season. But the, usually, that's the wide thing receivers is, you find just turnovers that end up happening. But but the, that's the thing is you could have you could see a Pittsburgh game against Cincinnati, or you could see a Chargers game against Cincinnati, yeah. and there's no telling that. That's a full coin flip. Yeah, that's um, my favorite part of football this year is guessing the Cincinnati team that's going to show up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so that if, that that's the tough thing. Because if if the if the Cincinnati defense of last week shows up, uh, Brandon Ayuk could be wide receiver three on the week. Could be, like, yeah. I don't know. I still think even, even as bad as Metcalf has been, his floor is still probably safer than Ayuk's. I, I always play in this instance – who has a better chance of catching a touchdown? I think it's Brandon. I, uh, I'm sorry. I think it's DK Metcalf. Yeah, so, I agree. Yep. Uh, from Boss Man Fat, Melvin Gordon or Dontrell Hilliard? Obviously, this is if Melvin Gordon plays. Uh, Melvin Gordon at home against the Detroit Lions in Mile High. Dontrell Hilliard at home against Jacksonville. Two very good matchups. Um, one running back, obviously, better than the other. Both in split carry scenarios. But does that split carry scenario in Denver... Now maybe lean in favor of Javonta Williams. Maybe either 60-40, 70-30, we don't know. So 
Just thoughts on the Denver backfield, because to me, I'm leaning Dontrell Hilliard here because you know what you're going to get. Um, and obviously, this question may answer itself come Sunday if Melvin Gordon's out. Yeah. Um, but I, if, anyway, if Gordon's in, I'm still leaning Dontrell Hilliard. Ryan, I saw you agree with that. Josh, any disagreements there? The genie's out of the bottle. Yeah, that's Javante Williams showed that he can carry the full load. So even if Gordon's at 80%, you're going to see a 70-30 split. That, that's honestly what I believe. So I think that alone is going to favor Hilliard just from a snap percent um, percentage. Yeah. And also, Hilliard looked pretty good against the Patriots. Um, he's the faster of the running backs. Yeah. He's the shiftier of the running backs. Devonta Freeman's the boomer. He's the guy that's going to run over you. But I think... And that's kind of what teams need this late in the season. They need that juice. Like, that's why, you know, everybody was all on board Breda for a couple weeks because he had that juice. Teams are worn out this time of year right now. And then he dropped a basic handoff in the the game Monday night. That's because Breda's not as good as people want him to want to believe he is. He's just so... That's why he bounced around the league. He's just so fast. He is so fast. Why is Tavon Austin still in the league? Yep. Fast. Yep. That's really it. Um, so yeah, uh, we all we all say Dontre Hilliard, their boss man fat. Uh, also, good to see you. I haven't think I don't think we've seen yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna say we weeks. haven't seen him in a while. Uh, let's wrap up here on the thriving on Parapis and Ryan's stream of the week. Uh, Ryan, you have Teddy Bridgewater at home against Detroit. Did I put him as my upside? Uh, no, I had him as my upside quarterback. Then I went with the bolder one of Brady. So I I I second oh, that's Ryan's right. stream yep, of the yep, week. Yep. Um, you have Gerald Everett in Houston. And you have the Chargers, uh, we already talked about, at home yep. against the uh, Giants. Thriving on props. Uh, I got the easy dub last week with the Trevor Simeon. <laughs> easy 100 points. Take points where you can. <clears throat> that's what we all say, and that's the easiest 100 points you're ever going to get yep. in a Thrive Prop Lobby. Uh, Josh, you have Najee Harris over 70 and a half rushing yards. That's even money. Uh, Ryan, you have KJ Osborne over two and a half receptions. That does feel weirdly free. Yeah. At even money. Um and I have Deontay Johnson over seventy two and a half receiving yards, which also feels weirdly yep. free. Um again, the only hindering to that is Roethlisberger's arm just not being able to do it on a short week. Um but but even then I was gonna say you could very well see like a nine for fifty eight in a touchdown week from Deontay. I, I was gonna say, but here's the thing. Like I was gonna say like, he might have like ten catches. But he, he very well could have the 58 yards, but there's one play where he could just rip a 70-yard touchdown. Well, that's touchdown. what I was going to say, yep. Because he's, he's that shifty, he's that fast. There was one that I was uh, that I was looking at. I think it was Claypool over like 54-and-a-half or 55-and-a-half or something like that. He could like do that, that on one play. Yeah, well, I was going back through and I was looking at uh, – because I, I feel like Claypool we haven't really talked much about this year, and it's just because last year he scored so many touchdowns. He has one touchdown this year. He's been quiet this year. But yeah. the receiving yards are still there. But he's he's only doing it on like two, three, four catches. So that's well, where it's like, you know, the fantasy output really hasn't been there. But again, when you're talking props, all you're doing is going for the yardage. And again, he could do that easily in three plays. That's another one that I like, which I believe also is uh, even money at 100 points. Yeah. My guess is that um, Deontay Johnson will see Patrick Peterson, if I had to take a guess. But he's been anything but stellar this year. He's had a couple good games. And if he doesn't see him, he's seeing Bashad Breeland, who is a walking pile of human doggo on the football field. Another reason why I like 
Claypool over his prop <laughs> receiving yeah, props this week. <laughs> Bashad Breeland is so bad. A ball hit him in between the two and the one, and it still ended up in the receiver's hands. That and Cooper rushed through that football. That's how bad of a defensive back Bashad Breeland is. It didn't hit him on the back of the two and the one. No. It hit him in the damn chest on the two and the one, and it still ended up, I believe, in Amari Cooper's hands. It hit him on the team logo. <laughs> it hit him on the logo. Like, the Vikings emblem and the NFL shield, it hit him right there, still ended up in the receiver's hands. And, I mean, if he doesn't see either of them, he sees freaking Cameron Dantzler. So, and we all know how bad Cameron Dantzler is. So, he should have a, <clears throat> he should have a very good week this week. Um, and that is it. That is everything. Ryan, your stream of the week video drops tomorrow morning. Yep. Uh, and Thrive Fantasy Props on Saturday. Yep. Starts a different day, obviously, on Saturday. I won't be here for this one. I, uh, You're missing a good one, Joe. I am say. missing a good one. I do have to say I have, our organization is putting on a Santa run that supports uh, Runners Against Destructive Decisions. So it's helping uh, people in recovery from uh, drug addiction or alcohol abuse. So I have to say... I, I'm very happy that I get to uh, be able yeah, to film awesome. that. We'll be and, sure to bring that up with our Saturday guest because I think he can appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, very, very excited to do that, but also very excited for our guest. We have the legend. You may know him from a uh, famous bowl, not named the Super Bowl, but the Scott Fish Bowl. Scott Fish will be joining. He starts at different dough. Starts at different day Huge, huge shout out to Faith for making this happen. Yeah, Faith, yes. Faith pulled the strings. Yes. Uh, and also thank you, Scott. Uh, for joining us on Saturday. We appreciate it. I still have yet to meet Scott or interact with him, and I am oh, continuing. An absolute gem of a human being. I'm continuing that streak by not being there on Saturday. <laughs> um, so go me. Uh, the run literally starts at 10 a.m. Central Time, so couldn't have even finagled it if I wanted to. Um, but I get to film. I think there's right now 650 people registered, and they're all going to run in Santa suits, so excited That's for awesome. that. Um, DFS and chill Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern Ryan and Kira preview the week 14 main slate special guest this week, Travis Strickland. Yes. Any former shout outs? Writer. Thank you. Former ball yep. writer. Perfect. Um, and fantasy frames going on right now. Correct. 8 p.m. Correct. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, after we wrap up here, be sure to go check out fantasy and frames our, our fourth in frames on fantasy and frames from our friends over there. Um, also shout out to Jorge. Still repping first place along with Ryan, I believe, in the four-eyed league. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the playoff structure works. All I know is that um, I'm top two pretty... teams. Top two teams are in the playoffs starting now, I believe. So I think there are, it's down to 12 teams. Now your division still matters. I, we can obviously talk about this off of the air. But your division still matters. But your best record and your top scorer are in the playoffs right now. Oh dang! Okay, so I was a three-way tie for the best record, so it's probably the highest score out of all of them, and I have the highest score. There you go. So by, you'll probably get in his two. best record since it's a tie, and then the next highest score will get in for a high score. Uh, well, I also I believe I'm I'm currently number one in the standing, so I have a higher yeah, points score, and I've beaten his, them head to head. I think you're going to get in his best record, and then the next highest score will get in for high score regardless of record. How many teams do they take from each division? Is this similar to Scott Fish? No, just two. Oh, really? 
Yeah, that's well, that's how Nate just dropped that in our chat last week. So I believe it is only the top two teams because there's six divisions this year. So there's 12 of us right now. So I think that's why they're starting the playoffs this week. I could be completely wrong, but I think that's what it is. So I was so mad. Injuries have absolutely decimated my team. Like Tyler out, TJ Watt missed a couple games. A couple of my linebackers out, DeAndre out. Like it just fell apart. Last week, 297 points. I almost had 300 last week too. What? Like this is what could happen with a healthy team. I was so freaking mad. Yeah, I had a, I had, I had two sixty two. I had two forty six going into Monday night, and I still had Diggs and Josh Allen. So on a normal week, I probably would have dropped three hundred. I, uh, I but, picked up. I told you, Joe. I picked up uh, Gruje Hill and benched him. This motherfucker dropped forty points. <laughs> idiot, idiot, idiot. Houston, right? He plays for Houston. Yeah, but yeah. it was. I just, picked him up to replace put, uh, Zach Cunningham too. Yeah. Yeah, Cunningham's had a terrible year. Jorge and I were way off base. I think a lot of people who do IDP were way off base on Zach Cunningham this year. Um, Club Fantasy was way on base with TJ Watt, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all three of us. Sir. <laughs> yep. Oh, actually, I was looking at points against. Yeah, I am smoking the next two teams in points oh, okay. for. I am. I am almost three hundred points ahead of sec of the guy. Also nine and four in terms of points for. So. Yeah, sweet, awesome. Well, thank you, Jorge, for the four, uh, fantasy and frames and uh, the uh, yeah, it's such a great Friday. tournament. Yes, awesome tournament. I'm excited that I'm in the playoffs. If you go to, I believe you could probably find it on one of my tweets, but on Jorge's page, there. This is a charity tournament. They have a GoFundMe set up right now where you can contribute. And what ends up happening is the winner of these leagues gets to choose the charity where these monies go to. So it's you're donating to many good causes especially mine, which will be the Women's Sports Foundation. <laughs> but more importantly, back to back. I'm saying I'm going to win. Uh, <laughs> I, I, hey, hey. Joe, I hope if, we face off. That'll be cool. If, I think, if we match I was going to say, y'all are going to have so many of the same players. You're going to have to find ways to mix it up. <laughs> oh, I did that last year with when I, I found ways. And actually, I think, Joe, you might actually help with this. I found ways to differentiate because I knew – there was going to be so many of the same players. So we Crossover. went out and found like obscure linebackers and <laughs> Cameron curl league. Well, winner, he was, he baby. was on my roster the whole end of the year. So yeah, league winner, baby. All right, let's wrap up here. Let's wrap this B up for Josh, for Ryan, for me, for the ether. Um, we are club fantasy. You can follow us at club fantasy. FFL. The URL is club fantasy. FFL. Dot com. If you want this awesome Bismarck, no, I'm just kidding. I won't. I won't plug that. I'll no, plug it. <laughs> oh, for sure. If you want this awesome Bismarck Lark's uh, Christmas sweater? Drops Friday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. You guys are at, are 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. You guys are the first to know about it because we haven't even tweeted about it yet. So you have the insider information from oh. your from your boy truly. Um, gonna be an electric time. But uh, always remember, defense wins championships. Offense wins fantasy football. We'll see you on Saturday with Scott Fish for Starts a Different Day. And next week, for most of you, the first week of the Fantasy Football Playoffs.